Dramatic Stripes is a weekly podcast that hosts experts on talent, growth making, and mover shaking. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Julianne. And whether you're a loyal listener, hey mom, or accidentally stumbled upon our page, we're grateful you're here. As a long-time recruiter and talent leader in the tech and startup space, I love talking with hiring managers, founders, and industry leaders about how they earn their stripes, the valuable lessons they learned, and their guidance for you, our listeners, about this ever-changing digital world. Subscribe to Catch Us Weekly on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In our 10th episode, we meet Taylor Williams, a former operations associate for Nordstrom and Denver ad agencies turned people business partner who radiates confidence, grace, and empathy like a capital B boss. Tune in to hear Taylor share her experiences mentoring America's future workforce, raising unheard voices in corporate leadership, and navigating diversity and inclusion in business. Listeners, pop in your earbuds and turn up the volume because this is a new episode of Maddox Stripes. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It is such an honor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would love to start with sharing with listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got here. Perfect. Who I am, figuring that every day. <laughs> Today, I am a business partner at a real estate investment company. I am a multi-hyphenated artist and creative. And yeah, I'm a giver of all the people good and hopefully getting better. So yeah. I don't even know if that answers your question, but today that's who I am. Tomorrow, I might be someone different. I'll check in with you then. (laughs) And what's your favorite thing about what you do at the moment? Ooh, I'm doing a little bit of everything that I love, to be honest. I'm a business partner at a real estate and investment company where I dive into working with all of our people. Uh, I work with our executives. I implement ways where our environment can be more inclusive and belonging, better benefits for our associates and their families. I love all of that stuff, meeting new people with interviews, onboarding, offboarding sometimes, also, although it's sad, it's sometimes like, okay, have fun in your next chapter, bittersweet moments. And then, yeah, I'm implementing more diversity, equity, and inclusion work. I'm working with student groups throughout the city. I am doing creative work outside of there and working with different media groups. I'm a fashion stylist as well. So yeah, a lot of different things, hopefully blending social justice with corporate work. And yeah. I love it. I love everything that you stand for. And I'm often so inspired by you and the content that you put out there and just how authentic you are and true to you. And on that note, I want to ask you as somebody who to me, seems to always be so true to themselves. How do you maintain your truth in the workplace? specifically? Yeah. yeah, that's a really good question. I think that is something I am dealing with every day and trying to figure it out. First and foremost, I think it's important to come as who I am. I only know how to be me. And so I find that I actually get in more trouble when I'm trying to be something other than me. So I think protecting who I am is important. Protecting my mental health is important. But I find that I protect it most when I just show up as who I am. And I don't really force it to be anyone other than that. 
Although that is hard, I can't lie. I have code switched before. I've run to the bathroom and cried to be like, oh my gosh, that isn't what I meant to say. That's not the right wording. I definitely have a lot of missteps in figuring out how to be at work, how to be safe in my mental space, how to be safe with the people that I correspond with, how to create a safe space. So then I'm also approachable to people. I think it's something I'm hoping to always work for and at, and I think it's something worth evolving with the times. But right now I find that my sweet spot when like it comes to being safe and mentally prepared for the day is getting myself right first. I love to go to the gym. It's like, it starts with me. I'm serving people. You know this, you serve people on a regular basis every day. Like the second you clock in, it's like, Juju, can you help me with this? Juju, what's this? And it's like some stuff that's available to everyone. And you're like, wait, I don't have to answer this question. But it's like more (laughs) fun to answer it and more accessible to answer it when you're in a mentally prepared space to do so. So I find for me that starts with going to the gym. Pilates is my new thing. I go at 530 in the morning. Um, I read my emails with coffee and I do it before like other people have logged in because I get a little bit overwhelmed personally when like other people are asking me those questions because I am a people. I'm a giver. I'm good at my job because I like want to give all the things and I want us to have all the tools and the resources. So yeah, I do all of that first for me. So then I know once I am in work mode and they're asking me questions, I'm prepared. It's like, oh, I've already done what I need to do for me. Let me pour into you. I've already poured into my cup for this morning. I could definitely pour into yours now. There are days where it's like, oh shoot, I am getting poured into too much and a walk is nice. But yeah, I think I pour into myself first. I think that's so smart because it's always going to be easy. If you wait until after work to give to yourself, there's going to be 50 things that get stacked on your plate and you may never get to it. So I appreciate that you set yourself up for success, that you can better serve other people when it comes to your job. Yeah. And you touched on a couple of things I want to loop back to. So number one, mental health, you know, it's such an important topic, something that I care a lot about. And I'm curious how you, as a giver, as someone who loves to give themselves and their energy to others, how do you find ways to protect your mental health or establish boundaries in support of your mental health? Yeah, that's a great question. Still figuring it out. <laughs> I pay for a therapist and she helps a lot. Love it. Um, but outside of that, I think it is knowing yourself and like knowing what you can take on and from day to day knowing that it's different. Right. How I showed up yesterday, my parents were just here. You could have thrown anything at me and I would have been capable of doing anything. Today, I'm a little bit sad and my mm. heart is a little bit like in a place where it's like, ooh. Just showing up is a lot today, but I know tomorrow I'll be able to show up and I'll probably be able to show up in a way that I did today in spaces that I didn't. So I think for me, it's being able to be agile with myself and knowing that how I showed up yesterday might not be the same way today and neither is right or wrong and nor one is not a better worker than the other. It's just simply that is what I could do that day. And sometimes sure. that's just enough and being okay with that. And I talk to myself a lot. I talk to myself all the time. Like, okay, girl, you got this. I think it's just figuring out every day you can be different. Every day you will be different. And your mental capacity from day to day doesn't have to be compared to the day before, the day after. Everything will get done. And I think it's easier said than done. I'm saying that right now, but like really I'm like, oh, I have like a thousand things to do. Oh my gosh. But it will get done. Like it always gets done. And I think that's like the refreshing thing when you really take a step back, take a couple breaths and look at the full picture. It's like, oh, I, there are a couple things I could move to tomorrow. Oh, there are some things I should do today. And really once you kind of have a gauge on that, I think it makes mental mental awareness easier because I'm easily overwhelmed because I'm a giver. Mm -hmm. I want to pour and then 
I want to pour more. And then it's like, wait, do I need to pour it all today? Can I pour some tomorrow? Did I pour some yesterday? Is it all going to even out? Heck yes, it will. So I think just staying in that like level playing field of like, yes, this shit is high stakes. There's a lot on my plate. But have I done a lot? Yes. Have I done the things to get me to here? Most certainly. Will I continue going? Evidently so. And yeah, just I love keep it. on keeping on one point at a time. I love it. I'm hearing also that, you know, you're giving yourself grace and that everything that you said was so well said just now. And it also aligns really well with something that I talk about a lot in yoga, which is about detaching from who you were yesterday and being here for the person you are today, regardless of who you're going to be tomorrow or who you were the last time you showed up to the office or to your mat if it's yoga. So I just love that that is something that you live by in the workplace. I think it's really important and hopefully our listeners will feel inspired by that too. I hope so too. We've come a long way. I think the workforce has evolved so much. I remember in college, it was like, you're going to go out there and you're going to get whatever dream job you want, right? And the professor's like, you're going to graduate and you're going to get that job. And then you graduate and you're like, wait, none of these jobs you're saying are coming are coming. What's happening? (laughs) And it was just the, it's the job market at the time, right? And I remember thinking it was such a me thing. Like, what did I say in that last interview that I can show up to the next interview better? Mm -hmm. I think as a person of color too, it's always how can I show up better the next time? Because you might not get that opportunity again too. But I think that's just how it is in life now. Like, we're always thinking about, oh, we, I mean, we were just talking about, you know, did I say something wrong? Oh, no. Do I acknowledge that I said it wrong? I know I said it wrong. <laughs> like, I didn't mean to say it in that way. I think there's a lot of respect in just saying, oops, I made a mistake or oops, I didn't mean to say it like that. Or, oh, can I just redo? Like, can we rewind? I'm not that person anymore. I thought about it. And now I'm five seconds future me me now I'm better than her not better but like you know like different we're different yes I've learned so yeah I think it's like always important to show grace and I believe wholeheartedly and like the more grace we can show each other the the more beautiful the world would be because like how great is it to just be like okay yeah I'm going through that maybe with the I hope can I help yeah let's sit with it let's sit with it yes yeah I don't know I believe in grace I agree yeah that's great I love that and I'm sure that your coworkers feel really supported by having that kind of energy around them especially from their people and talent team that's really critical a minute ago you touched on a few different things that I really loved to hear about and would love to hear a little bit more about Um, starting with working with college students you are working with, you know, America's future workforce. And I'm curious what advice you have for people who are just starting on their journey and having anxieties about finding the right job or knowing exactly what they want to do. How can they perhaps soothe those concerns or anxieties that they might be feeling? Yeah, that's a great question. We talk about that a lot. Students these days know exactly what they want to do, and it's actually hella intimidating. Wow. I want to be an accountant, and I don't want to be an accountant for a commercial side of business and vertical, or I want to be a marketer on the hospitality team, or I want to do associate development management, and I want to do it in this way and work on these projects in this vertical. And I want to run these waterfalls. Wow. And it's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But have you done that yet? And have you done it enough to know that you even like it? Because a lot of people graduate from school. And when they graduate from school, they have this idea of what they want to do, right? But then I don't know if we should allow it to hold so much weight that that is the only sole thing that will provide us joy 
And it's because I decided that this is the thing. Before I even tried it out, actually, I decided. Yeah. What a funny concept. So I'd like to tell the students. And when I break it down to them like that, they're like, whoa, Tay. I'm like, yeah, we haven't tried it, have we? Like, have we full on run through the whole game? How do you know? How do you know you want to be XYZ so badly and you've never done it before? So what if you want to be XYZ, but you also want to be XYZ with ABC? (laughs) And you can do all of those things in one place. You just don't know that you're able to do them all yet. So what I like to advise the wonderful humans I get to work with, because they teach me more than I think I'm teaching them. When they ask me what to do, when they're walking into the workforce, I say, keep an open mind, stay true to your values, who a lot of students I work with know that they want to work for a company that's sustainable. They want to work for a company that has a diversity, equity, inclusion program. They want to work for a company that actually isn't giving lip service on work-life balance. They actually will have work-life balance and they work with people who want to see them like achieve their goals inside work, outside of work. Like, I think it's going to be bigger than what the workforce has been. I like to tell them to just ride the wave. Let your passions direct you on what feels right. Most of the time you want to work in the things that you enjoy working in. So you're not going to like accounting and waterfalls if you don't actually like numbers, but you don't know that because you haven't done the full run through of it yet. Um, So I think just, I encourage them to allow themselves to be and test things out. And if there's a group there that sparks interest, ask them about it. It doesn't hurt to shadow. Like I love encouraging people to shadow. Oh, you're interested in that job. Go shadow that person. Go talk to them. Take them out to coffee. Ask them questions, you know, like maybe once you know a little bit more about what other people do at the company, you might be more engaged in what they're doing. You just didn't know that was even an option. There are so many jobs out in the world. Like I downloaded a feet app the other day, like a literal foot app. It's like a foot app that you can sell pictures on of your feet. feet. This woman at my work was like, yeah, my daughter came home talking about this app. And I was like, well, I'll download it for us because she didn't want to download it. She's like, I don't want my daughter to see what it's downloaded. I was like, I'll download it. Let's like tap in. We tapped in like, you can literally, if that's all you want to do in life, you can do it. So it's fun to like encourage people to do exactly what they want to do at whatever means it means. I mean, I don't know if you want to sell foot picks, but if you can these days, you can. Whatever the bells. Yes. I think it's, I think going off what you said, it sounds like thinking about what you want to do for the right now. It doesn't have to be this pressure of what do you want to do for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It's just what brings you joy in this moment or what are you good at in this moment? Yes. And if after two years, three years, five years, you decide you want to pivot to something else, great. We're here for it. Yes. And on that note, I know you've done some pivoting in your career, Mm -hmm. going from sort of the retail operations space to more talented people. And I'm curious, you know, how was that journey for you? What are some, what's what's a key takeaway or two from that journey? And again, if you have any tips for anyone else who's listening, who maybe is thinking about pivoting, what would you tell them? Oh my gosh, hell yeah, pivot away. (laughs) And then pivot again if it doesn't feel right. And then pivot again if it feels right again. We can do all pivoting. (laughs) MJ had so many pivots in his career and got paid mad money. I believe in working towards the good things coming, the good things coming that I want to see out of the world that I believe I can make a change in are equality, belonging. So whether it's retail space and working with people there, there's a beautiful intersection of fashion and social justice, fashion and culture, fashion and corporate worlds. There's a lot happening in all of the intersections and they all bleed into one another. 
I full advice, pivot, pivot away, stay true to what your values are. I think as long as you're aligned in what your purpose is, then it all kind of keeps on going. That's yeah. great. It's That's beautiful. Yeah. Pivot. Pivot. That's Dude. the motto. Yes. Let's see. Can you think of any examples of breakthrough moments that you've had either at your day job or any of your side hustles, side companies oh, that yes. you would share that sort of encourage authenticity? Yeah, I'm naturally curious. So I love to ask questions. So in my first interview, it was virtual. It was during the pandemic. I did my research on the company. There were no people of color anywhere to be found on the website. So naturally, I was like, hey, how do you guys feel about diversity, equity, and inclusion? Like, actually, we're really excited about it. We don't know how to do it. And like, we really want to. We've just never been approached in a way that we like know how to navigate it. Cool. Bet. I'll come onto the team. Came onto the team. First thing I did. Hey, remember how I said diversity and inclusion matters? Next year, we're going to have a person on our executive leadership team who will be of color. And there are little asks like that that people didn't realize actually grow your business because that's one more person in the room. You don't have anyone of color in the room right now. So I'm not asking something ridiculous. I'm really just asking, and I'm not even asking that it has to be a person of color, just one new person. Add a new person with a different perspective. They did it. It's actually their boss. She's amazing. She's a person of color. She's a woman. And I sent, we're starting to do 360 evaluation reviews and we send them to our executive leadership team. And I sent hers out and every single survey came back and was like, I'm so happy she's in the room. Like, I can't believe that we are doing this. Like she has, her perspective is great. Like she gets back to my email so quickly. So that was the first thing I did. Second thing I did was training. I think training is really important. You don't know what you don't know. And if we all have a growth mindset, then we're all just like building on that shit that we don't know about. And I think it's really important to unlearn. Like we've been taught so much in the world that maybe isn't right. And if we can all approach things with, like we said, grace and kindness and humanity. Yes. There's power in that. So unlearning. I think it's really important to unlearn. So the next thing I did was present our ELT team with diversity and inclusion training. They're like, why do we need to do this training? Why is it important? Brought them data. I had our diversity, equity, inclusion committee go through the training first to make sure it would be a good source of time. Like I'm not trying to waste anyone's time. I also don't want it to be a training that isn't a resource that you feel that you can walk out into the world with to understand how to be an ally, how to advocate for someone on your team. Are you the only male in the room and you're talking over all the women? Maybe think about it. Take a step back. How are you empowering those voices then? Because you actually don't need to be the loudest voice in the room. Those little things. And once you kind of equate how your moves are played in business and how if you approach people in a kinder, more empathetic way, business will actually go up. Because what I find in all my pivots, I'm never hurting for people to work with me because I treat people kindly. And people know what my integrity is and they know my value of work and they know my work ethic. So as long as you're staying true to your purpose and who the work that you deliver, who you are as a person and the respect that hopefully you're giving to other people, maybe they'll in turn give it back to you. I think that there's a lot that we can be doing within the workforce and I'm really excited to like do more. I'm working with Demcar. It's this brokerage group to put diverse scholars in real estate companies. And so we had 12 students come in March, every Friday in March, and they sat with our executives and they would ask them questions. And really, I think the executives came in thinking, oh my gosh, I'm doing such a great thing. So nice of me to talk to these students, right? And then after every session, 
an executive leader would email me and say, hey, I can't believe I learned this from so-and-so or this question. I didn't think about it like this ever before. And yeah, this approach is way better. And I've never thought about it like that. And so it all goes back to unlearning. I'm so excited for us to unlearn all the things that we've been taught because I think there's a lot in learning what we haven't been. I'm hoping that with everything I'm working on, I can position our youth, specifically women, you know, non-binary, people of color, all those classes that maybe haven't been risen to the top for whatever we were taught before because we were so quick to learn it. What if we just unlearn that those are the voices that have grit, perseverance? There's just so much diversity in thought process when you have to encounter situations that you're not prepared for, handle them, and then continue on with your day. That's literally a leader. And a lot of those classes that we have been taught aren't proprietary in the workforce are actually the ones that might get us through our darkest days within our corporation. So I'm really excited to continue the work that I'm doing, bringing those voices to the forefront. I hope one day every voice is at the table because how cool would it be not to just have like one particular community of a voice at a table, but you have non-binary people of color, women, but just all these experiences, first generation. So yeah, yeah, I'm going to keep working. I think There's a lot of proof in the pudding, to be honest. Like I do one thing and people are like, whoa, I didn't realize that. And it can be something as simple as Taylor came in with a angry attitude today. Well, what made her angry? Well, I don't know. Well, did you know that black women are usually categorized as angry? Oh, no, I didn't. Is there any other verb you could use for Taylor being angry if she wasn't that angry? Most certainly. Actually, I think a better word would be she seemed frustrated. Well, that's very different than angry now, isn't it? Oh, it is so important. Those little tweaks and the curiosity. I think it holds a lot of weight to ask questions. Like I find that I work with a lot of older white men who don't know that what they're saying is actually, they're not intentionally saying it with like means to hurt. Yeah. They're saying it because it's what they were taught at one time and no one untaught them. And so the second it's like, Hey, Here's another perspective. Yeah. Like, I don't know. This person's in the room. I don't know if you thought about this, but this is maybe how they thought about it. I did not think about it like that. Okay, cool. How would we maybe say it next time? Maybe like this. Does that sound better? That sounds great. And it's really quick. Like most of the time people are like, thank you so much. I had no idea. Gladly. Anytime. Like, I think as long as we're advocating for each other and like, I don't know. They're seeing it from like a partnership aspect and not the pointing fingers. Yes. Because like we said before, we're all saying things we're not meaning to say. Some may just hold a little bit more to others, but we don't know it until we say something. But really, I don't, I think that we find most of us in the world are really well-intended. So the second you're like, that one didn't hit. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that again. Tell me, help me, show me. Like, yeah, teach me the way. So So, important. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot about that with, with giving talks on the same, on similar topics with with regards to feedback, like women, for instance, get a lot of feedback about their, their sweetness or lack thereof, and sort of their soft skills, whereas men are often praised or given constructive feedback on more of their like, tactical or technical skills. And so it's like personality versus actual skill set that people are giving, given feedback on. So the more we make people aware of these kinds of things that we're talking about the frustration versus angry, or like, is it a genderized piece of feedback? Yes. I think that's so critical to be aware of. And to your point, something that a lot of us weren't aware of, but once we are given that 
new information, we can make new decisions and act differently, act better mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. And I'm learning only because I hang out with you all the time <laughs> and they are so quick to be like, yeah. Tay Tay, uh-uh. they teach so much. They teach love it. like every single moment. I feel like they're teaching me something. Wow. And That's it's really cool. Yeah. So I feel like the more we embed them into our workforce, the more, well, we're unprepared currently, but we'll be prepared. And as long as we're open to change, I think it'll actually be really beneficial to businesses yeah. if they lean in. I hope to see more workforces like the one I see in the show Glamorous. I don't know if you've watched oh that, gosh, but yes. it's it's a good one. It's a good one. It's teaching me stuff too. It's teaching I know you can learn everywhere. Yeah. It's teaching me stuff too. Well, and you know, something that you said before struck me. I think when we were coming up in our career that the older generation was maybe a little bit intimidated, or maybe it was because they didn't know what they didn't know, but there wasn't this and then figure out what that sweet spot salary looks like for you because you're going to be taking that out of your time. And that's okay. That gives you more time to do other things, but work with that person. Figure out how you can still infuse your values, your thoughts, what you stand for as a CEO. People are looking for you. They want to work for you. But then, yeah, I think we put a lot of pressure on CEOs to be everything where it's like, no, you've hired a lot of people to do a lot of other things. If you're not good at that, that's okay. Admit it. I think that it's fair to say that some days I'm really good at things and some days I'm not. And CEOs can do the same. You could be really good at something and be really bad at other things. So if you're not yeah. good at communicating with your team, find someone who is. Find the NTRA. Yeah. You got money? Go spend it. Yeah. Get that person in. Say, hey, we're going to be a power couple now. Hell yeah. So moving into our fun, you know, fast facts round about you, Taylor. Um, starting with what's a hot take you have at the moment? Okay. So Pilates is my new jam. I think everyone should be in it. I don't know why I'm obsessed. Someone was like, Hey, my aunt it was like my aunt and her girlfriends. I went to coffee with them. They're like, we went to Pilates. I was like, Oh, it's cute. Like, yeah, it's just small movements. I was like, okay, what can small movements do? And I hate the gym. I'm not even alive. I'm like, not, I wish I could be one of those people. I'd say, I love the gym. Woo. And then Pilates, I went game changer it is small movements but you're shaking and it's hard and you're in there with these ladies and they're like whoa and you're like whoa i'm doing it too it's hard for you to me too and then at the end you're like well we all just like look toned feel better and we're radiating sun it's the best thing i, I take it. pilates it's my new right. gym small but mighty movements small but mighty movements if you find a good trainer who's got good music holla so yeah. important but my my new gym boost pilates i okay. like them okay vibe it you heard it here first? Heard it here first. What's the last thing you learned? Ooh, okay. So moths. We have like a really over, we've had moths. So many moths. And they're starting to go away. RIP moths. But there was one sitting in my windowsill the other day. And I was so confused. I was like, why are these just, why do they come about? Do you know why moths fly to the light? Tell me. They believe it's the moon. Is no that way. So oh my gosh. And so then I was like all annoyed at moths. And then I was like, wait, if you're flying to the moon and you think my light bulb is the moon, bitch, I got the moon in my room. Be here. Rent free. Wow. <laughs> it's so precious. That is such a good perspective changer. Yeah. Because many of us are, you know, a little afraid of moths, I would yeah. say. So I love that. They're Thank like just trying to fly towards the moon. Thank you for it's sharing. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Remote or hybrid? Ooh, hybrid. I'm like loving my team, seeing them in person. Also, I feel good. Like I'm yeah. getting dressed up. I wear these earrings today. And you look great. Fun. Thank you. Yeah, I think hybrid because I also want to go on vacation still and I want to work mm-hmm. from the island or from my bed. 
Yeah. So nice. But like, it's fun to like be in person with my team and like get that connection and like happy hour. That's why I don't mind hybrid. Nice. Yeah. Employee handbook or mission, vision, values? Mission, vision, and values all day for me. Employee handbooks are great, Avi, but I'm that passion. Yeah. Hustler. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Builder, leader, or individual contributor? Ooh. Oh, that's hard. Okay. So I'm naturally an individual contributor only because I bring all my little ideas to every single team that I work on. And I think that that's naturally just like, I'm curious. I'm, you know, bodacious in my thoughts and the ways that I move. Um, so I'm just infusing myself and everyone, no matter if I like it or not. So I think I'm an individual contributor regardless, but I want to say, or my goal is to be a builder. Like I really hope to, if it's for me and like a reflection of who I am, I hope that all of the individual contributor little seeds I'm planting eventually are a builder. Does I love that make it. Sense? It does. And I see you as a builder. Okay, to me, to you. me, you're all three in different ways. And I think, you know, you could have just as easily said all of them, but I love what your answer is. Thank you. So, yeah. I appreciate Great. you. And then my favorite guac or queso. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay. So it depends what kind of a day. If it's like a hot ass day, like it's been, and the queso's hot, I want guac. Sure. Just because Perfect. most likely we're sitting outside maybe with those misters and I got tequila and we my hope. little margarita. We hope. <laughs> but if it's like a cooler day and the wind's shine, like blowing and it's like a regular Denver summer day, not like what it's been lately, queso. Warm up with some queso. All day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> queso. And then usually I'm like, what guac after? Yeah. Well, one inspires like you Because then it's like, I do that dippy dip. Oh, yeah. It's like the guac. The okay, devil's so, it. Yeah, it's just like a little bit of both. It's crucial. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm a both person too, so I respect that answer. It's so to be. Oh, thank you for having thank me. Thank you for being here. This is so fun to I connect just... with you and do this in person. I agree. I love it. You inspire me. You thank inspire you so me. Much. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Maddox Stripes, out weekly and produced by Josh Fuller. To be featured on our show, interview our talent, or further connect, find me at julianne at maddoxdigital.com, on LinkedIn as Julianne Struff, or head to our website, maddoxstripes.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. See you next time on Maddox Stripes.